0: Year splitting before match point, Landa, Jim, Turn back and produce. Setting up Peterson again, Block. Boilermakers do it! They survived the upset with a three set run to win in five and advance to the Sweet 16 for the third consecutive year. Dig City Podcast is presented by Franciscan Health Sports Medicine, Inspiring Health. Franciscan is the official medical services provider of Purdue Athletics. Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast. I'm Corey Palm with head coach Dave Shondell. Coach, uh, we'll get into the the week that was for the Boilermakers and preview upcoming action. First, I wanted to I wanted to start with sort of the national scene. It's a crazy week in in yeah. college volleyball. We saw undefeated Texas, who looked like. And maybe still is the the juggernaut the among the best teams in the land if not the best team in the land I know you've you've been clear on your thoughts on their talent this year they fell to Iowa State a couple more you know other upsets throughout the bit of a shake up in the poll this week and uh, just it, it's more of the same in the you know top competition really really good action and and teams right for upsets
1: well I, I think that Iowa State really pulled the biggest upset of, of the season, and but give Iowa State a little more respect, um, Christy Johnson's had a really good program there for a long, long time, and going into places like Iowa State is never going to be easy. Um, i like going to Michigan, or Michigan State, or Maryland, or you know Illinois, places like that, it's, it's hard to go in there and, and win, but that was a great win for Iowa State, and you're right, I, I felt like Texas was the team to beat. I think everybody in the country felt like that. And I don't think they've fallen off the, the cliff right now. I think that they'll probably learn from that and, uh, and and get better. But it's it's just really difficult in the world of college athletics to have your kids play at the top of their game every single night. And uh, when you look at those scores from Iowa State, the mat, the, the sets that Texas won were like 25-12. Yeah. Once they lost with two pointers. <laughs> uh, but it, you know that's what's unique about volleyball is you've got all these different sets and you know you can regroup and find a way to, to recover. and that's exactly what Iowa State did. but um, you know then Louisville yep. losing at Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh's a team that's, that's getting better um, and uh, very well coached and, and with good talent. Louisville playing without uh, De Beer, who's one of the best outside hitters. In that league, and one of the best outside hitters in the country, she's been out for about ten matches, and so they've been uh, doing fine up until they went to Pitt, and then I think it was a, I think it was a five-setter that they lost out there to, to, at Pittsburgh. Uh, Louisville dropped, I think, to maybe fifth in the poll, which uh, was or maybe fourth. Yep, down to fourth. Yeah. They're still
0: hanging on to a first-place vote.
1: Yeah, um, but I, I think they're still very, very dangerous once they get DeVeer uh, back. Um, that gives them a, a six-rotation offensive player that they they don't have, and um, I know that uh, they'll be dangerous again. But San Diego, you know, climbed up another spot. They they're not losing to anybody yep. uh, in their league, and their league's not bad. Right, you know, the league has got some good teams in it. Um, San Diego I think has gone five sets with three or four different teams with the one loss that they have to Louisville. But uh, you know, it, it's just hard to to really gauge. How, how good they are, and I said, I think, on the show last week or the week before, I don't think they have the size and physicality that some of the teams in the country have. Uh, they have a tough time, I think, matching up with uh, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Texas, uh, even Minnesota. Doesn't mean they can't beat them, because right. I think that they've got skill. They've got skilled players. They've got the great center, Blossom, that was at Penn State a year ago. Um, I'm going to transfer. Actually, I think from Indiana. That's doing a great job uh, for them right now, Edwards. So they've uh, they've got they've got some good players, and uh, it'll be interesting to see just how this whole thing plays out uh, down the stretch.
0: For sure, San good. Diego just swept BYU. Yeah. They haven't dropped a set actually yeah. the the since. September twenty fourth. Yeah. So they're on quite a roll. And BYU is not the same team they were a year ago. Right. Uh
1: they they've continued to, to lose some matches. I think that they'll be a, a tough team in the tournament. Um, but I, I don't think they're quite the talent that they had uh, a year ago. But no, the national scene is interesting. I, I, I still feel like there's, you know, seven or eight, maybe nine teams that are, are really ahead of the rest. Yeah. And you've got this group from, you know, ten through thirty that it's a free-for-all, and, uh, and actually beyond that. You know, I, I look at our upcoming um, schedule, and we have all these teams that aren't getting a, a ton of credit, but they're really, really good. And I'm talking about Michigan, I'm talking yeah. about North, I mean, Northwestern has is, is gotta be the anomaly. Northwestern has beaten Minnesota, they've beaten Washington, they've beaten Colorado. Um, they went out and swept Maryland at their place last week, and yet they're not getting any, hardly any mention whatsoever right. uh, in the poll. But they're, they're loaded with talent, and uh, whenever you have Timmy Thomas on your team, you've got one of the best volleyball athletes in the country, and, and right now, Timmy was just most recently the, the Offensive Player of the Week in the Big Ten Conference, so she's starting to play with, with some real purpose as well. So, so many really good teams, and um, and we'll talk about the, the upcoming schedule in a little bit, but I, I think that this is going to be a fun, fun Finish for the fans because it's just a crapshoot down the stretch, and not just in our league, but in a lot of different leagues.
0: Absolutely. We have reached the halfway point of the conference season. Um, you guys had, I know you called it last week, probably the roughest week on your schedule. You knew it was going to be, you yeah. know, at the outset, and uh, with Nebraska here, and then traveling not on a short rest, but on a couple of days to Minnesota. To, to play a very good gopher team yeah, who was, who was looking think, for
1: I think what I mean by that was that of all the, the weeks, these were the two best teams right. back-to-back that we are going to play. Um, whenever you play Nebraska and Minnesota, those are, those are two pretty good opponents. And quite frankly, we, we played really well against Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was one of our two or three best matches of the season. Uh, our effort at Minnesota just wasn't good enough. We, we blew the first set. Uh, we were up, I think uh, 22, 17, something like that in the first set. gotten a tough rotation. Um, they got some momentum. And really they made plays. When you look at it, look go back and look at the mat, the set, they made some plays down the stretch that won that, in that particular set. We come back and pretty much controlled the entire second set until the end. They tried to do the same thing they did in the first set. Fortunately, uh, Raven got up and blocked the ball to close the deal there. And then we had uh, you know two more sets uh, that were, were close they were all 25 21 25 20 something like that um, but I thought we played well it was a positive sign for our team the Nebraska match they were really good that night um, probably the best team that we have played this season uh, on that night mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that I don't know if the number one team in the country because um, I think it's just a kind of a mashed potato situation there toward the top but uh, they were really good that night. And uh, I think a lot of that was our offense was not very good. I'm putting some of that on ourselves, that we we didn't play well, we weren't very sharp. I didn't think we were that sharp. A couple days in practice, at least some individuals, and then that showed in that match against Nebraska. But uh, I think we cured some of those things um, before we went to
0: Minnesota. And then so far this week, we've been been pretty good in in, in the times we've been in the gym. I was going to ask that. Uh, The the team seems pretty dialed in, seems Seems focused this week. Oh, they we have to be Corey because um,
1: we, we have a job to do. We have certainly we have to win a certain number of matches uh, to make this NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And trust me, that is not a given. I've been in this this league long enough, in this situation long enough to know you have to produce. Right. And our players know that. And, and we've got good kids. We've got good talent. We've got focused leadership. Um, but so does just about every team in our league. So every time we step on the floor from now till the end of the season, I believe we're going to play in matches that we can win or matches we can lose. And that's that's the caliber of the competition that we're going to play. Certainly when you go to Nebraska, that's going to be a really tough match mm-hmm. to expect to win. But I think we have the talent to go to Nebraska and win. And uh, no matter who you're going to play, they've got a chance uh, to beat you, They're just the competition. And I talked maybe a little bit about this last time. Some of these coaches that have just come in for the first time, You've got Michigan State and Iowa, who I think are, their records aren't great, but they're performing really well. Right. They're in the early stages of building a program. There's still excitement. You know, the expectations weren't super high. So they're just trying to get better every day and try to change culture, and they're and they're doing that at both those places. They picked the right coaches uh, to come in and, and do that. And then you've got, you know, Indiana, who's won three in a row, including going to Michigan and beating the Wolverines, who were ranked in the top 25 mm-hmm. at that time. So just everywhere you go, there, there's really good teams. Everybody right now is fighting for something. At some, some seasons at this point in time, people are starting to drift away. Right. All right? You're not seeing that right now. Everybody has a pulse, and everybody still thinks that they've got a chance to make some noise and, and have, a, have a really good season, whether that means make the NCAA tournament or whether that means get better so we're ready for the following year because they're in the, like I say, the infant stages of building the program.
0: Mm-hmm. You said something interesting about about Minnesota just a minute ago. That you know, coming down the stretch in the first set, you know, we made some some mistakes, but they made some plays. That's yeah. that's one thing that I feel like as as sports fans and and certainly as you know participants and coaches, we don't often, maybe not enough, give credit to the other team. Yeah. Like you, you focus so much on your mistakes. Oh, if we have done this better. Oh, if we would have made maybe tried this sub, or this combination, or run, run this set. Well, the other team's on scholarship, too, and they're trying to make plays also, yeah. and they're very good. Yeah, it's, it's
1: easy uh, for fans and coaches to be critical yeah. uh, when, when the wheels start to fall off. But the, when the wheels fall off, it doesn't necessarily mean you're giving the match away. Sometimes it, sometimes it does. Um, but other times it's just you know the other team volleyballs a momentum sport anybody uh-huh. that has ever watched the volleyball match understands that it. it's a momentum sport. So when a team starts to get that mo on their back, uh, they play at a higher level than what they may have been playing before and the other team starts to feel some of that pressure. that's I mean, basketball's a similar game. I've been in Macarena and I've watched strange things happen uh-huh. on, on both sides where uh, remember the Iowa match where, the Iowa game when we had like a 20-some 20, 20 point lead in the first game. Couldn't could miss came out from three. Yep. And everybody went crazy. We thought it was the greatest day in the world. And then Iowa just uh, destroys us in the second half yep. because things started going very well for them. So it happens in all levels of, of competition in all sports. But the, the, the really tough teams with great maturity don't let it happen as often. And, and that's what you hope that you're, you're going to develop within your team.
0: Six and four in the Big Ten at the halfway point. Uh, that is good for one, two, three, four. Tied for fifth with Penn State. You are 15-5 overall. Um, as, as we look ahead to the second half of the conference slate, you know, you'll, you'll head to Northwestern this Friday night and then welcome Indiana for the Monon Spike match on Sunday. We'll preview those two matches uh, when we get back. The Dig City Podcast is presented by Franciscan Health Sports Medicine inspiring health. Franciscan is the official medical services provider of Purdue Athletics. Now back to the show. So you've talked a lot about Northwestern you know, over the course of, of the last couple of years really and how they're trending in the right direction. It seems like they're finally getting to the point where uh, things are falling into place a little bit more than, than in years past. Uh, tell us about the Wildcats.
1: Well, I looked at the roster yesterday as I was putting some stuff up on the board and they have seven or eight seniors or grad students on their team right now, many of which have been in the lineup for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And they're led by Timmy Thomas, that is uh, one of the best athletes in the game. And, uh, but they've, they've been bolstered by a freshman out of Cleveland that plays in the opposite position that is doing a great job for them. A fifth-year player in the other left side spot that plays opposite Timmy who's another, another really good athlete. Both are middles, one's a, a senior, one's a junior, that are athletic, go off one, go off two. They're really, really good. Um, their setting situation has been a little bit in limbo because their starting setter uh, has been out for the last uh, maybe two weeks. Um, she, she may very well be back on Friday night. We anticipate that she will be. Uh, but the other setter's a freshman out of California that's done a really, really nice job. It's a good athlete, was highly recruited. Um, And then the backcourt's good, a couple people right out of uh, the Muncie, Indiana area that are playing really well for them. Uh, Meg Miller and uh, Stinson, uh, Stinson's a sophomore, Miller's a fifth-year kid that was at Nebraska for a long time uh, before transferring there. So uh, they're solid, Uh, this is is a year that they've been waiting for for a long time at Northwestern. Uh, I think I mentioned they've, they've got three or four really good wins already, you know, on their docket, talking about top 25 tier teams. Yep. So this is a really good team for Northwestern. I, I think, you know, we match up fairly well together. And, I mean, I think that we, we both have good size. We both have enough experience um, that uh, it, it should be a really good match. We only play the Wildcats one time yep. this year, and it just happens to be up at... In Evanston, but uh, I think that it's going to be a bit, really big match for both teams. You know, we look at where we know our backs against the wall right now. Mm-hmm. We feel like our backs against the wall. Well, we're in a better position than a lot of teams in the league.
0: Right. True.
1: Uh, so imagine how they feel, okay? Or, or you know, some of the other teams. That they know that you have to win matches. You have to play well. You have to get this thing really, really rolling right now. If your hope is to make
0: uh, the NCAA tournament, which is not a given for anybody right now, uh, in the bottom eight teams of our. Right, Northwestern four and six, 15 and seven overall, like you said, a, you know, some really good resume wins and looking for, you know a, a handful of other matches that I'm sure they feel are very winnable down the stretch, trying to make that push for the postseason. Um, then you return home on Sunday to, to take on the Hoosiers, who not what a week ago took you to the limit down in Bloomington? Uh, I know they're a different team than we've seen from Indiana recently. I know they're one of the best serving teams in the country. Um, what what particular challenge do they provide?
1: Well, I think one thing that needs to be made clear is I haven't seen a lot of bad Indiana teams, just being honest. Um, uh, you know, their records the last few years haven't been as, you know, what they, what they are excited about it in Bloomington, but and we've, we've won our fair share against them, but none have been easy. Mm-hmm. And it's a rivalry, match. Just like when, when Jeff Brom takes the field against uh, Indiana in football this year. You think that's going to be easy? It's, it's just not going to be easy, yep. And uh, no matter what sport it is. Um, but th- but this is an Indiana team that is, is playing with a lot of confidence right now. They have a, a level of toughness on this team that maybe they haven't had as much of in the past. Um, and we, we escaped Wilmington uh, with a win that we very easily could have lost um, just a couple, you know, like we mentioned, just not, not even two weeks ago. Yep. And, uh, and now they've won three in a row since then, including the win at Michigan, where they played a, a terrific match against a team that I think is clearly a top 25 talented team uh, in Ann Arbor. But uh, we know we'll have our hands full with both these teams, and, and, and you know they're chomping at the bit, Indiana, to, to come back and... And, and try to, you know, make a statement against our team. So we've got to be ready. Again, I'm, I'm happy that there's a day in between. Both of us get a rest after the Friday match to, to, to get ready to play uh, on Sunday. But, man, we're going to need that crowd here. And we, we need the crowd in both places. I mean, yeah. we, we go to Northwestern, we always draw really, really well. There's a huge Purdue contingency up there that, that uh, we, we need to get that kind of a crowd rocking and rolling up there and give us some help have our back and then when we come here on sunday uh day where there hasn't been a lot of uh athletics on campus because football has a bye week you yep. know i'm hoping that we'll get people out to uh, to come out and support us and uh, that'll be a really big match for this team that's looking for wins
0: absolutely indiana 12 and 10 overall but five and five in the big ten like you said a couple couple straight wins they haven't lost since since that uh match that that we took care of business in five down in Bloomington, so they're, they're nipping at your heels in the Big Ten standings. Uh, and again, looking for uh, a resume bolster. One last thing I wanted to, to ask you about is, you know, the depth of your club this year has been a, a real strength. It certainly was early in, in figuring out where pieces fit best, who, you know, and I, I know you've talked about, uh, you know, Lourdes Myers quite a bit. You've talked about some players that that maybe don't get as many, you know, rotations or don't get in as often as as they deserve just mm-hmm. because that's the, the nature of the game.
1: Yeah.
0: When you're in the thick of it, in the middle of conference play, you know, playing in Nebraska or a Minnesota or an or in Indiana, how much do you think about if things are going a little sideways, making a switch? how uh, how often does that cross your mind? Is that an easy decision in match? Is it, a, is it an agonizing one?
1: It, it's tough for younger players um, to get into matches like that because you're just not sure exactly how they'll, they will react to being in that level of competition. You see them in practice. And, um, you know, I, I use Emily Rastofsky as an example. Emily is... Went from you know a year ago when she was a redshirt freshman, where she was probably good one out of every three days that she could play at this level. This year, it's two out of every three days. Um, even though Lourdes has been here for you know this is her third season, first season she was hurt and, and couldn't practice. So she's really just in her in her second season, and she's been tremendous in practices. Um, but you've also got. Players playing in front of them that have a lot of experience. Right. When you look at Rastovsky she's got Emma Ellis, Maddie Cook, Maddie Chin, um, you know, three players that have been on that floor a lot and and it's just hard to say, okay, we need to we need to make that change. The Biggest issue is in, in volleyball, and partially this is because we're using two setters, and that's chewing some subs up. We got two defensive specialists that we're playing that are doing a great job, that chews some subs up. Yeah, you d- just don't have the luxury to see. Well, let me just run her. Let me run Lourdes in here for one one rotation across there, mm-hmm. and see how she's going to do, uh, because it, it it eats up at least one sub and maybe two. When you, when you, if you take her back out, okay, for whatever reason. Yeah. But you saw Lourdes uh, against, uh, I think it was Nebraska. Yep, she came where, in. Where, uh, you know, we did make that change that you're talking about. It was the, it was the right time, and we got her in there, she got a, a, one swing and a kill, got a deflect block, went back and served about four points in a row, and really showed what, what she can do. Yeah. And uh, But then you go to Minnesota, and your other two middles are playing pretty well uh, in that match. Because um, I, I had talked to Loris, I said, "I think we're going to get you some action this week." This week, and we did, but it wasn't it wasn't as much as I know that that you know that I expected her to get because yeah. she's she's really nipping at the hills of, of, of both those other middles right now in practice. So, but as a coach, you know, it's it's a process of feeling more and more comfortable with those players based on how they're going to react in practice. And 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 with Loris in the last two weeks, she's been a machine. She's just been working her, her, her tail off in there every day, and and uh, so she's certainly really ready to go. And, and I will not hesitate to pull the trigger if necessary in any match down the stretch with her, or even Rastovski, or whoever else it might be um, in the backcourt right now. Ava and uh, Brownie are both you know fighting for that uh, spot. They're both playing well, and we start one, but I'm not I'm not afraid to throw the other one in there when given the opportunity because they both have a lot of experience and. And that also makes a difference.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. thanks for thanks for allowing me to well, pull up. I made it very
1: clear, you know, it's <laughs> it's kinda like, you know, when you're trying to get a job and they say we don't have enough experience. Well how am I gonna get the experience if you don't if I don't get a job. don't give me the job, yeah. And, and I'm sure that's how some of these young players feel is that, well, you know, I, I I just need to continually see more. And and that's the thing is if a player comes in every day and is showing you what they can do in practice is one thing. If they come in and are not doing it every day then you have a, a little bit of doubt, but I I feel good. You're right. We we've got really good depth. That's going to be a strength of this program for many years to come, yep. based on on the kind of players that we have recruited, and um, so I I feel good about that. And I, I think you'll you'll see some more players getting some time as as this season moves on because um, it's now or never.
0: Yes, for sure. Starting Friday night, nine o'clock Eastern, is the first serve at. Northwestern, you can watch that game live on the Big Ten Network. Listen to Kyle call it uh, uh, on the radio or online. And then the Boilermakers return home Sunday at 1 p.m. against the Hoosiers. Again, the Monon spike on the line for that match. Big Ten plus for that game and, and the radio. Well, they don't
1: need to watch that When They need to get out here and, and support it. I know that our, all of our Absolutely. matches are sold out. But sold out and, and uh, having a, a full house are two different things, as I've learned. And uh, so let's, let's use those ducats, as we like to call them here on the Dig City Show, and, and get people out to watch because I, I think that we've got two remarkable matches coming up this weekend that I, I think will be very entertaining and be very, very competitive.
0: Get there early and, and make your voices heard, Boiler Nation. That is your challenge. Coach, good luck this week.
1: Thank you very much. Looking forward to it and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody out here on Sunday. Love it. Boiler up. Boiler up.